Welcome to Jesus for Real Life. This is your host, Cindy Daves, and I am so excited that I have a guest in the studio with me today via the technology, yay, Zoom. Um, I have one of my sisters from uh, Christian Communicators, Miss Shelly Fry. And um, Shelly, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and then I'm going to come back in and ask you to tell everybody all about yourself. And um, we're just going to have a good time for the next 20, 30 minutes or so. So, Heavenly Father... Thank you. Thank you for the sisters that you have brought into my life. Thank you for all the wonderful things that you do for us. And Father, I just ask that you take this time that we get to be together and use a word that is said to bless someone. I know there's going to be someone listening that needs to hear a word today. And Father, we just ask that you bless them with that word in Jesus name. Amen. So welcome, Shelly. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Well, I am I am so excited to have you. So my notes here, this is so cute. I love this. I have to read this. This is this is about Shelly, okay? And she says, Red Rover, Red Rover, let hope come over. Shelly Fry is a woman who knows that life is not all red hots and roses. She has lived a life of joy, laughter, loss, pain, and sorrow. She's no stranger to the emotions of resentment anger, rebellion, and unforgiveness. Through laughter, truth, and the gift of sign language and song, Shelley's messages are filled with redemption, restoration, and renewal resulting in hope everlasting. That is just the most awesome bio. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So, okay, we're done. But we're done. We're over. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so tell us about you. Tell us where you're from. Tell us about your fam. Oh, goodness. I was born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, lived in Texas my whole life, except for about a period of about two years. I lived in California, and of course, I had to come back home to God's country. Um, I am. Wait a minute. I'm in God's country. So did you come to Georgia? No, uh, <laughs> Georgia was second, second on his list. Oh, <laughs> Oh, you think so? Well, we'll just have to talk about that. Well, but that's a whole different podcast right yep, there. Yep, we'll go somewhere else with that one. <laughs> that's right. Um, married to a wonderful man, David, and we've been married for 13 years. And I have two sons. Samuel is 32. He's a major in the Army. And then I have a son, Matthew, who's 26, and he works in Austin. He uh, finds placements for traveling doctors and traveling nurses. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. I'm so super now, proud. Of you had a son who recently got married. Yes, Samuel, my major, and uh, his wife is a major in the army as well. And they had a little destination wedding. It's mm-hmm. a little place called Rome, Italy. Yeah, a little place. Yes. Yes. And that actually transpired October eighth, so just uh, not too long ago. But it was beautiful. It was a. Uh, breathtaking. Well, yeah. And I was like, as I was saying, that is on my bucket list of places to go. I am actually Italian myself. And um, so it's, it's always been, I've never been. And, you know, I'm a fourth, I think fourth generation, fourth or fifth generation American. But, um, you know, it's always been my desire to go back and, and, you know, kind of see the homeland. Well, I tell you, it is beautiful. And um, one of the things I was not expecting like on our general roads, you will have, if you're going one direction, 
you'll have that white stripe that says you're either in the right lane or left lane. Uh-huh. In Italy, Italy does not have those because they make their own lanes. Oh, my. Oh, yes. I'm going to like it, this. It is. I've been to New York and I've ridden in taxis in New York. That was nothing compared to this. I, they make their own lanes. Oh, my goodness. It is terrifying. And they go about 85 miles an hour. And that's not on the freeway. That's just in town. It's terrifying. But it, it was so beautiful. And the Italians were so gracious to us Americans. Oh, well, good. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, because we're not always the most friendliest people in the world. So I'm happy to happy to hear that my people were good to you. Yes. So yes. that's that is what a beautiful place for wedding. And I saw some of the pictures. They were absolutely gorgeous. So so you're in now. Tell me about what town are you in in Texas? Uh, I am in Longview. That is in East Texas. Okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. And what, you know, aside from being a, a Jesus loving, you know, telling everybody about Jesus, what is your profession, um, your daytime profession or My nighttime? Daytime. I'm not sure if it's day or night, whatever. I am actually a high school teacher. I teach American Sign Language as a foreign language. So hearing students have an opportunity to take sign language like instead of Spanish. And so it is, uh, it's challenging at times with the students, but at the same time, that is my, that is my ministry field. Wonderful. That's awesome. I love hearing that. So, you know, we, we've talked about, and I've, I've, you know, read the things that you gave me and tell me about, tell me about your growing up because a lot of times people, you know, people don't want to talk about where they came from, but I think it's important for us as women to share the good, the bad, the dirty, the ugly, the, you know, because there are so many people that have our same situation and they, they think they're out there by themselves. And so yeah. let's, let's, let's take a deep dive into that. Let's talk about that. Okay. It's, um, and I'll condense it cause that, that's a long story in itself, but, um, my parents were married until I was five and then they divorced. And then I lived with my mom and we ended up in living in what I call the white ghetto. We were very poor. I was that kid that I remember my mom pulling the mold off the bread so that we would have something to eat, getting change from underneath the couch cushions so that my little um, baby brother would she would send me down to the uh, office of the apartment complex or duplex and they had a Coke machine and she would have me get orange soda because she couldn't afford formula for him. Oh, goodness. Uh, and then she married my stepdad and I saw him physically abuse my mom for years. Mm, that's tough. And it, it is, it is very rough. The, the advantage I have is Every other weekend, I would go visit my dad and stepmom, and they had no idea what was going on because my mom taught me very well how to lie. Mm. So they they never knew what I saw. Um, I was real thin as a kid, but I was always referred to as the ugly one, the fat one, worthless. Why did I have you? And just a lot of emotional abuse never feeling good enough or wanted. And um, it was at the age of 12 that I went to my dad and stepmom and I told him, I said, if you take me home, I'm going to run away. 
and I had a plan and I told him everything that was happening. Oh my goodness. And that was when um, my dad got custody of me. But sadly, when you're told long enough that you look like a duck and you walk like a duck, you think you're a duck, you start quacking. Yeah. And for so many years into adulthood, I have struggled with my value and self-worth because growing up, you believe what people say. So as an adult, you believe it as well. And it's really interesting because this weekend I'm going to my 40th high school reunion. Oh, wow. And I was just in high school. I just existed because I was never good enough. I actually had friends that I went to church with on the weekends. We were great friends hung out, but yet at school, because they were in the popular group in the halls, I kind of get the head nod, you know, instead of them actually talking to me. That is so sad. It, it is sad, but even being in high school, being a high school teacher, you see it. But one of the things is when um, I was trying to get pregnant, uh, I'm, I am divorced, but when I was married, and we struggled getting pregnant, Mm -hmm. doctors told us we would never have children. And they gave us uh, papers on adoption. And I remember about two months later, my husband at the time was reading about Hannah being barren, how God gave him Samuel. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, if we adopt, and it's a boy, I want to name him Samuel. Well, I found out about eight weeks later, I was five weeks pregnant. And that is my oldest, Samuel. And I was about eight and a half months pregnant and we were walking and I remember a question he asked me, I can tell you what I was wearing. He said, Shell, if you could change your childhood, would you? And we just kept walking. I said, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And he just stopped and he was like, what? And I said, you know, this child will never wonder, does mom love me? Is mom going to forget me at baseball practice? And my two boys last Christmas, we were on the back porch, just the three of us talking. And I said, you know, when I die, what are y'all going to remember? Somebody says, what do you remember about your mom? And it should be how much I love Jesus. And they said, you know, mom, we had this conversation. They said, the thing that we will remember is how much you loved us. That is awesome. And, you know, it's my sister have my mom had five children and my half sister's three years older. And years ago she called and she's like, why are you the way you are? I said, I'm the way I am because the reason you're the way you are. She said, no, I'm like, I am because of mom. Mm -mm. And I said, I'm like, I am because of mom. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, what do you do with this hot mess that God has given you? And I went through some counseling. I found a wonderful Christian counselor, when I was in California, but the counselor was from Texas. Imagine that. And uh, one of the things that she did is she said, do you believe that our God is a redeeming God? I said, absolutely. She said, tell me that. I said, my God's a redeeming God. I'm worth redemption. And then she handed me a mirror. She said, say it again. And I couldn't say it. Wow. It took me two months before I could look myself in the mirror and say, my God is a redeeming God and I am worth redeeming. You know, we believe the lies of the world of Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Satan is so loud, but yet the voice of God is so tender. Mm-hmm. I wish, girl, I wish I could sit here and tell you how perfect I am. None of us are. None of us are. Mm-hmm. And I have made mistakes. But the thing is, God has redeemed us. And in my bio, when I talk about rebellion, I was a great kid. I did not rebel against my parents. My rebellion was against God. Mm, wow. And um, when I was married before, we both tried 100% at different times. And by the time he tried, I was so angry, so bitter, and so resentful. That it didn't matter. It didn't matter. And I actually asked God for two very specific things. If I'm supposed to try to make this work, let me be in a little fender bender. And (laughs) I've never heard anybody ask to get into an accident. Yeah. The next day I was in a minor fender bender, but that was a coincidence, you know? Oh yeah, sure. So then I, I thought, well, I'll just test him a little bit more. And I said, Lord, if I'm supposed to make this work, let me get sick. Just something like very minor, nothing huge, you know, minor cancer, whatever. Found out six weeks later I had breast cancer. You need to stop asking for things like that. I know. And best case scenario, they found it early. Thank you, Jesus. But, you know, the thing I take away from that, I still did not obey. Mm. And my self-forgiveness, I learned, was forgiving myself for what I did to God. Because it's like I just slapped him in the face when I asked him for very two specific things. And I was just like, no, not interested. But yet his redemption and grace, when it hit me, what have I done? He's like, girl, it's okay. Come home. I forgive you. Now, are there consequences from all that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the end result is the same. He loves me and he welcomed me home with open arms. Mm-hmm. Just like a prodigal, you know, just Absolutely. a prodigal son. Yes. You know, and I think as women, that is what we have to, to realize. He doesn't say, come to me when you get your hair done, you got your makeup on, you need to change your outfit, girl, then let's talk. Right. He wants us when we're a hot mess. And he's going to fix us. That's right. And, you know, I hear that so many times is, is, you know, I've invited people to church or invited somebody somewhere and they're like, you know, I'm just not ready. I need to get my life together first. And that's not the way God wants us. God wants us to come, like I said, a big hot mess with our bumps and our bruises and our lack of makeup and our messed up hair and our, you know, ratty, you know, clothes, housekeeping, you know, house cleaning clothes or yard work clothes, whatever it is, you know, however you're looking at that. And however you are, he wants us to come to him and then he'll take and clean us up and and put us back on the right track. But you got to let him do the work. Absolutely. But, you know, and, and not only that, our hot mess we can reach other people. Sunday in our life group, there was actually a lady that was sharing that she felt kind of guilty because she'd been raised in a great Christian home, Mm -hmm. great life, but yet she felt kind of guilty about that. And, and I told her, I said, you know, I said, here's a thing. I said, there could be 
a woman who was brought up in the same environment as you that comes to me and says, I am struggling with depression Mm -hmm. and I can go, oh girl, I get it. Well, no, I don't. I have no clue. Yeah. No, go talk over here. You need to talk to this person. Yeah. And then I can direct them to that. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody comes to her and goes, man, I saw my, my mom was beaten by my dad, ABCD. She has no clue. I get it. Right. Girl, I've been right there with you. We all so have it. Yeah. It, God uses our situations to benefit him. And I think it's Sandra Jones that says her story became his story. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, God, God has a reason. He can take our hot mess and make something beautiful out of it. Absolutely. Love me some Sandra Jones. Yes. Oh, and yes. It I- makes me think about all this furniture that she gets that mm-hmm. just and refinishes like, it I love that that is there's like, that's such a message to take that you know you're taking this piece that that was you know once loved it was a beautiful yeah. piece at one time and it was once loved and it's been just you know it's been distressed or not taken care of and it's and it's in a bad way and she takes and resurfaces it and that is just that's like Jesus yeah but and you know the crazy thing is knowing Sandra as she is doing that, she's either singing praise and worship. Or she's or praying she's, over somebody. Yes. And, you know, isn't that just like God, what he does with us? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he he suffered on the cross. And who are we to say, sorry, dude, your blood's not quite good enough. Yeah, I don't need you right now. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't enough for me. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's sad. So, you know, how did you know that God was calling you into the ministry and to speak and to share? Well, <laughs> like that snicker, what? <laughs> that's an interesting story because when I say, God, I want to be used by you, his idea and my idea were totally different. Mm. I thought it was going to be one of those where I would help in the kitchen on Wednesday nights, cleaning or serving people. And Mm -hmm. uh, what happened actually is I was going through a very difficult time. Something was off. I didn't know what it was. So I contacted Tammy Whitehurst. I'm like, hey, can you recommend a good Christian counselor? She was like, trust me, go to Gladewater, see this lady in her shop and just trust me. And it being Tammy, it was like, okay, is this going to be a Dateline special or? <laughs> yes. Okay. So I did. And I went into the bird's nest and uh, I was like, um, Carla, uh, Tammy Whitehurst sent me. And she's like, oh, mom, you got the shop. So we went next door and we sat at this table and she said, just start talking. And so I just started sharing. It's like, there's just something I can't. And as I was sharing, she said, oh, I know what the problem is. She said, you're the problem. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh thanks, thanks. And, and, that. <clears throat> and she said, you know, she said, Shelly, you say that you have forgiven yourself. She said, but you haven't. I was like, oh, girl, I haven't even told you everything. And I'll never forget. She looked at me. She goes, who cares? And I thought, nobody. Apparently I, nobody. Apparently she didn't. Yeah. I, was like, I am the only one. Mm-hmm. And I remember said, Shelly, she said, there's this little crack that your unforgiveness for yourself is hanging on to. And she said, you've got to let that go. And I feel like today that that little crack was just sealed up. But, you know, it was sealed up with the word of God 
with silly putty, you can still see that crack. Mm-hmm. But the light can't, the or the darkness can't, can't get, get in through. through that. Yeah. So I shared that with Tammy Whitehurst because I thought maybe she could share my story in her speaking. And she was telling me about CCC, about this conference. And I'm like, okay. She's talking headshots, sizzle reels. And I'm like, one sheets, what's all this? I'm like, what kind of conference is this? And she said, oh, for speakers. I was like, and why would I go? And she just started laughing. She said, you just need to pray about it. So I ended up going and expecting God to just probably do some more healing on me. And that was when he said, you have a story that only you can tell Mm -hmm. that I need you to tell. And normally I would have fought it, but it was like, okay. It's like, you know, God use me however you can. And um, I've talked to celebrate recovery groups. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually have emceed some at women's events. And even at that little parts of my story are able to be told So I'm just saying, God, I'm your vessel. Use me to reach as many people as you can, because I want them to know the struggle is real. But my Jesus is even more real. Amen. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's, you know, it's it's amazing. And you're talking about, you know, Tammy Whitehurst, and we talk about her so much. So many of my sisters talk about her. So for the listeners who are curious about that, that is um, Tammy and, and Lori Boroff are the um, owners of the Christian Communicator Conference. And you can certainly, if you're interested in speaking, um, I highly suggest go to uh, christiancommunicatorsconference.com and you can Absolutely. find out all about it. I am registered to go in 2024. I am so excited to go back again. I went last, you know, in 2023 this year, and I am so excited about going back in 2024 that it's just, you know, and my husband and I were talking, he's like, well, why do you need to go back? And I'm like, you know, it's just a sisterhood. And it's, it's, there's a lot to be learned, but it's also that that's your tribe. You know, that is absolutely your tribe and you need to spend time with those people. And I learned so much about speaking and about putting together messages and all the good stuff that was, you know, that we that we talked about. I mean, that's, you know, it it was it's just incredible. You know, I I suggest it for anybody who's thinking of going into some anything, writing or speaking. Absolutely. And, you know, in 2022, that was my first year to go. Mm -hmm. And asked me after that first night, she's like, so what do you think? And I was just in tears. I said, I am 57 years old and I finally found my people and my tribe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. You have writers and great speakers, but you know what? They put their britches on one leg at a time. Just, just like, like we do. do. And they mm-hmm. are so real. You just fit. Yes. That, so. that was a godsend. So if, if somebody has a question for you, or maybe they want to um, have you come speak in an event, how do they reach out to you? Um, my email is Shelly.Fry, S-H-E-L-L-Y dot Fry at Yahoo.com. My website is uh, ShellyFrySpeaker.com. And then if they want to reach me by phone, it's 832-247-3102. Wonderful. And we're about out of time. So why don't you pray us out? Absolutely. Sweet Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time and this opportunity uh, to spend with Cindy and her listeners. And Father, I ask that just one heart be touched, open or changed by what has become your story through my life. Father, every single woman is worth redemption, 
hope and renewal. And Father, we have not been set aside. We have been set apart. Mm, Father, bless us through this day in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much. And thank you for being with me. I would love to have you back another time. It's amazing how quickly this goes by. So Absolutely. I definitely love, love to have you back sometime. And ladies, you have been listening to Jesus for Real Life with your host, Cindy Daves, and of course, my guest, Shelly Fry. If you have any questions for me, you can reach me at JesusForRealLife at gmail.com, or you can hop over to the website, JesusForRealLife.com, fill out one of the contact um, forms, and um, I will be happy to answer a question. Or if you've got a prayer request or a praise report, pop that in there, and we'll be um, sure to pray for you and just just want to want you to know that Jesus loves you and so do we and until we are able to be together again have a wonderful week make sure you find yourself in a Jesus loving church on Sunday bye bye <laughs> <laughs>